Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where you are the author of your own Disney story. There's a lot of satisfaction in developing ideas into realities. And you can find magic in your everyday life. If you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. How can you write your first chapter today? Dreams are how we figure out where we want to go. Life is how we get there. I'm headed this way. We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 304. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's episode is going to be a recap from all of the new food and experiences and changes of heart and new opinions that we formed on all of our experiences for July and June. We actually missed this last month. So we're doing a full catch-up. It's only the 9th of August, so we're not too far behind, right? No, I feel like it's not that bad. It's almost like a summer recap is what we could call it. So we have a list of all of our food items that we've tried, all of the restaurants we've been to, all the experiences of things that we have done, and we are going to share all of that with you so that if you are in the planning process, go ahead and start making that list of all the foods that you want to get, learn from our mistakes, or learn from our you know, golden finds along the way. Absolutely. I mean, I think this summer, I feel like we did a lot, although it's still kind of hard to reflect back on everything. So I hope we don't miss anything. But what do we want to start with first? Food or what were you thinking? I think let's start with food. And I do want to mention before we get started that this is going to be Walt Disney World only Since we just recently talked all about our Disneyland food in those two episodes just a few ago, we didn't feel like it was worth repeating them here again. So this is all just Walt Disney World food, and we also sprinkled in some Orlando food along the way, if you're looking to go off property. Yeah, just a teeny tiny bit, though. Let's start with snacks first. And if you are at home or if you're at work, this is the time maybe if you want to get out a pen and paper so you can write (laughs) down things. If you are driving... Do not do that. Just take a mental note or message us and we'll send you all of these notes if you need them along the way. First thing on our list to talk about is the Yeti Sunday. This is from a Nandapur ice cream truck. It is $5.49 chocolate and vanilla ice cream with cake crumbs and a chocolate medallion. Now, medallion is how Disney describes it. I don't think that's really what it is. It was just like a chocolate art piece because it had the picture of the Yeti. I mean, ultimately, we decided it just, I mean, it tastes like normal modeling chocolate, but that's what you can kind of picture. So just so you know where this Anandapur ice cream truck is, it is right in front of Everest, right before you get to Thirsty River Bar, right past those bathrooms after you pass the Gibbons and their habitat. Can't miss it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've ever had soft serve ice cream from Animal Kingdom, I would almost guarantee that it had to have come from this particular cart. That's a bold statement. I don't know if that's true. Are there other places to get soft serve ice cream? I don't know. Now you have me racking my brain. This is the one that I always went to as a kid, so I guess I'm a little biased. So you are the ice cream connoisseur. What was your review of this snack? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I enjoyed the Sunday. I'm honestly not one for ice cream cones. I think especially in the parks, it melts too fast. It makes too much of a mess. It's just a big 
liability. Like even as we went to pick up our ice cream right there at the window, someone had dropped their ice cream. So you had to step over it to get yours, which is a little upsetting. I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like over the top by any means because the flavors were still somewhat basic. You know, the cake didn't really add much. There were some sprinkles that made it kind of look like snow. But if we're talking about Orlando places, I don't think we've ever mentioned on here Twisty Treat. Twisty Treat is the superior soft serve ice cream to anything that Disney has to offer. It is. So when I'm comparing my ice cream, it's hard not to think about that. But I mean, I think for, you know, something at Disney... It's fun. It's very Instagrammable. It was easy to get and easy to share, you know, so it can be something for two people. It was pretty good. But Twisty Treat, just in case you're curious about what it is, they're in ice cream cones. Like their building is shaped like an ice cream cone. There's one near Disney Springs. There's one near Animal Kingdom. You could probably go north of Magic Kingdom and get to one pretty quickly as well in like the Windermere area. Very, well, relatively cheap. Cheaper than Dairy Queen, for it's, sure. Which we don't have Dairy Queens down here, which no, is a problem. I'd say this is probably some of the cheapest ice cream that you can get, honestly, because we get Sundays most of the time, and that's where I'm kind of comparing. And, I mean, I think they're pretty reasonable. We get out pretty cheap. Next on our list is the cheddar jalapeno pretzel. So this has been kind of an elusive snack for years. It kind of comes and goes randomly. They bring it back. But we were able to find it just a few weeks ago at the Pretzel Palooza. That cannot be the actual name of that location. It was. I saw a picture. It was right there over the top of the cart. It was the right location. I'm going for it. I would like to refer to it. As the rock and roller coaster pretzel cart. I mean, I guess I can't argue with that, but Pretzel Palooza sounds way cooler. So, directly across from the entrance to Rock and Roller Coaster is where you can find this one. When I say entrance, I mean the actual queue entrance, mm-hmm. not the facade or anything like that. Just go directly across from there. You can find it. I guess look for Pretzel Palooza. I mean, that's all they had there. They had the normal Mickey pretzels with cheese. They had this jalapeno cheddar stuffed pretzel. And then they even had the cream cheese pretzel. And again, if you are really looking for this, it's worth going to check there. But like Brendan said, it kind of comes and goes and they never really announce it. So honestly, when we saw it, it was kind of just like a freak accident. Like we weren't looking for this pretzel We just stumbled upon it. So making this now, I think it's interesting. It was $7.25 plus if you want the dip cheese. Which we got, even though it is stuffed with cheese. It's a dollar extra. So $8.25 for a pretzel is pretty dang steep. I don't know if it was worth that much. But on, so when we're looking up the prices though, that's how much you pay for a Mickey pretzel. This one is smaller than a Mickey pretzel because I think the Mickey pretzel is a little bit bigger. What's Disney's margin on a pretzel? Oh, my God. 98%? It's got to be. I bet they can make that for like 25 cents. Maybe the stuffed ones are a little more expensive. I don't even know what what math I was pulling out. It's got to be more than 100%. 
Like, I bet it cost them 15 cents to make a pretzel. <laughs> well, you know that cheese is cheap. <laughs> yeah. But it was very good. I'm really glad that we got to try it. And we actually saw this at another place. If you're in the Epcot area, we just stayed at Boardwalk. We're going to talk about that a little later on this episode. But we saw it at the Margarita Joe's or Joe's Margarita, whichever way it's worded. Now, I don't know how much this changes everything, but the difference between Pretzel Palooza and there was they were rotating on the wire rack at Joe's Margarita or Margarita Joe's for the sake of this conversation. We're going to call it Margarita Joe's from here on from this point forward. Okay. But at Pretzel Palooza, they were actually laying down on a heat rack. So I don't know if that changes anything. That's very specific. I would not have remembered that. Maybe it's just because Pretzel Palooza had more pretzels to offer. Who is the, yeah, who's the go-to authority? I feel like Pretzel Palooza, it's in the name. They're pretty serious about pretzels over there. They are, obviously. Uh, so much so that we didn't know it was called Pretzel Palooza. <laughs> but um, what do you, 825, would you pay that again? I don't know. I mean, when you do say it like that, it sounds a lot. Obviously, at the time, I think we were starved. We had just waited an hour or so to ride rock and roller coaster and we were kind of reaching that hangry point. So I think we would have paid anything, but yeah, I don't know though, because I would definitely say, yes, I'm going to eat a Mickey pretzel again. Would you choose the jalapeno cheddar one over a normal Mickey pretzel? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't, I mean, it was very good. I'm going to say no, just because it didn't have the same consistency that I'm looking for out of a Mickey pretzel. As in like fluffy or? How do you describe a normal Mickey pretzel? It's not crunchy, (laughs) but like it has, like it's soft on the inside, but not crispy. Like what's the adjective that you use to describe the outside of a pretzel? It's just (laughs) pretzel-y. This lacked that same outside crust, I feel like. I mean, it was definitely different. So, yeah, I agree. I'm not like a food critic, so I don't know how to describe it. But there is a significant difference. And you can tell, like, when you look at the two side by side, maybe it's like the normal pretzel. They have to spray something on it to get the salt to stick, you know? So maybe that's the difference. We've gone way too far down pretzel making talk. We have, but that's okay. Next on the list is the grilled corn on the cob with African spices from the Harambe Fruit Market in Animal Kingdom. This is $5.29, and that's where I will say this is the best value of almost any snack you can get in Walt Disney World. Absolutely, and it was amazing. We had put off getting this for such a long time for a couple of reasons, I feel like. One, because usually it is so hot, especially when you're at Animal Kingdom that getting a hot corn on the cob, it just does not sound very appealing. For whatever reason, we thought this day it did sound appealing, and it did not disappoint. The African spices that come on it were almost like a curry powder. It It was definitely curry. Some sort of curry, but then maybe some paprika in there as well. So it's just a little bit of spice, but it had they put it on – 
and then grilled it some more. So it kind of crusted to the corn and they dipped it in butter before they put the spices on it as well. They knocked it out of the park. 10 out of 10 would get again. No matter the weather, get this next time you go to Animal Kingdom. You know what? I was thinking about it the more that we talked about it. And as I've done some reflection, I'm wondering if it's the same kind of spices that they use on the Mr. Kamal's fries. Like if it's in the same wheelhouse. It very well could be. Because we really like that too. It is a distinct flavor. It's nothing really like anything else that I've had before. And honestly, we're not big curry people. So once we could smell it and we realized that it was curry heavy, we were a little nervous, but it was totally worth it. I would definitely get it again. And that brings us to the next thing on our list, which was the buffalo chicken spring rolls. Now, these can be found at the same spring roll cart that's near the entrance of Adventureland. This is one that kind of rotates. So they always seem to have the cheeseburger egg rolls. And then they used to have our favorite, which was the pepperoni pizza egg roll. They've taken spring roll. Spring roll. I always confuse the two. They've taken the pizza one away. And now they've introduced this buffalo chicken. But I don't necessarily think it's new. No, I don't think this is the first time it's been around. This is where we are house divided. I loved them. You did not like them, correct? It was, and you know, this is probably a silly thing to complain about, but there was almost so much chicken in there that it was a little much. Like there wasn't much else besides just tons and tons of chicken. And then I also think because the cheese I mean, do you think it was kind of like a cream cheese? I think so. I almost feel like there was an interesting almost aftertaste that went with it. I also learned afterwards there's some celery in there. And I wonder if that's what you didn't like. Because mm, you don't like anything green. Yeah, the green would throw me off. But you couldn't see it. So it wasn't like a big chunk of celery or anything because I definitely would have noticed that. So for me, there was just a little bit something off. and. We don't like the cheeseburger egg rolls. Spring rolls. Spring rolls. Oh, my gosh. But to get two, it was $9.50. Again, I don't know if that's a great deal for Disney standards. It's okay. Like, I wish they were a little bit bigger so you could make an actual meal out of them for $9.50, but you certainly cannot. I don't think it's enough to fill you up. It's It certainly falls in the snack range of amount of food i feel like you can for nine dollars and fifty cents you can get one of each if you don't want to overly commit to either the cheeseburger or the buffalo chicken ones and then the buffalo chicken ones do come with a ranch dipping sauce which again you like more than me yeah i was nervous it was going to be blue cheese thankfully it was not i wonder if do they have both i I want to say that they had both Maybe they do. And you chose ranch. The ranch was not in like the Ken's ranch that they sometimes have a lot at a lot of places. Like Harbor House has Ken's ranch. That's the brand. This was just in a undisclosed plastic container. So, so I, it could have been Ken's. It could have been, but I don't they would have probably just put the peel back cups if that's what it was. I don't think it was homemade. So I don't really 
I don't know. Now I'm spiraling and I'm not sure where it, what it is or where it came from. But I, what I was trying to say is that the blue cheese that was offered there, I think was in a prepackaged blue cheese container. Well, because you can't home make blue cheese, can you? Sure you can. Oh, that sounds terribly hard. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're getting nowhere fast, but I liked them. You didn't. I would get them again, but $9.50 is pretty steep for that. I would agree. So the last thing on our list is something that I'm honestly pretty surprised that we tried because it's so far off of anything that we would usually get, but we got a pulled pork jelly donut sandwich. This is at the Eight Spoons Cafe, which is one of the booths that just opened in Animal Kingdom. If you're walking along the pathway towards, is that Asia? Towards the Asia sign? Yeah. Past like Flame Tree and the It's Tough to Be a Bug entrance. You'll see it there on the left. This was $6.99. This is the same stand that does the macaroni and cheese. So if you wanted like a pulled pork mac and cheese, or I think they just have a normal mac and cheese too. Um, it's the same place. And I think out of everyone we were in line with, we're the only people who got the jelly donut sandwich. But it was surprisingly good. It was surprisingly good. It was pretty small. So it wasn't like a huge sandwich by any means. But, you know, like the sugar, the glaze from the donut, and then the kind of spices that they put on the top. The jelly mixed with the barbecue sauce pretty well, so I didn't feel like I was eating like a jelly donut with some random pulled pork. Like it did actually kind of go together. It just made it like a sweet barbecue sauce instead of tangy or like smoky. smoky. Yeah, it was just a sweet barbecue sauce is what it seemed like. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you're someone who likes the whole sweet and savory mashup, then you would probably... Really enjoy this. For $6.99, I do feel like that was a good deal for what you got. I would agree because it is, you know, if you were to ever get something like this somewhere else, it would probably be comparable, if not more. Because this isn't the first time you've probably ever heard of a donut sandwich. You know, a lot of times we see it with burgers and stuff like that. So Animal Kingdom just decided to do pulled pork instead. So I feel like it's pretty similar. Without a doubt, I think they have to be sharing a kitchen with Flame Tree Barbecue because they were delivering food while we were there and it came from that direction. So if you like Flame Tree Barbecue and the pulled pork that they have or the mac and cheese that they have, I I think it's the same. Now it's interesting because there's a pulled pork mac at both locations, and we've heard they're a little bit different, so maybe the mac and cheese is different, but I can't imagine they're running two different smokers for pulled pork for locations that are 100 yards apart. Yeah, I'd be interested to try that mac and cheese next time we go because I have had the entree version from Flame Tree Barbecue, and I really like it. I honestly don't know how different it could be besides just a smaller portion and no onion ring. Last two kind of snacks to talk about before we move on to restaurants are just some of our standouts from food and wine. The two biggest things that stand out to us are the cheese from Greece 
and the Mimosa Flight. Both of them are outstanding. I would get them every single time you go to Food & Wine Festival. Just do it. So the Mimosa Flight comes from Shimmering Sips. Yes. And I think what's interesting is that both of these were things that we did not necessarily anticipate on liking. So I wonder if that's why maybe they even stand out more to us because we're not usually mimosa people and the cheese, because it has the pistachio and the honey on top of it. We were just a little worried that it was going to be just like super out there flavors, but then it seemed to completely balance out, which we really liked. And And I was going to point out that now that I've seen other people's picture and it's called the griddled cheese griddled with Mm -hmm. a D. Sorry. My Southern accent got in the way, (laughs) but it, ours was not nearly as, it didn't have the crust on it that a lot of other people's do. So a lot of other people like the honey really forms a crust on top of it. Ours was more cheese, drizzling of honey, just a barely bit of crust and then sprinkled with pistachios. So I think it could get even better. I was going to say, because the honey crust was the best part. So if every bite had that, I mean, it would just elevate the whole dish. Correct. And then the Mimosa Flight, I will say, if you're interested in trying all three, definitely get it. But if you are only interested in like trying one, the Tropical was our favorite. Because it's Pog Juice. It was. And it was so great. And it was only $14 for the full flight, which was a good deal. Or 13 Somewhere around there. Something like that. Inflation. Yes. Okay. Restaurants. This is going to be probably the bulk of our conversation, what we talk about. So these are just a collection of all the places that we've been that are not maybe our normal spots or we had a significant enough visit that we put it on this list. First one on the list, if you've been listening for a long time, you know that we are obsessed with Toledo and we were able to go for the reopening it is just as good as how we remembered it before. We were a little nervous going in that we had maybe hyped it up too much in our mind. You know, maybe distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> and because we had been away from it for so long, we didn't know if going back it would still be as good. It is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I don't think we've stopped talking about it since we've been. So if you are planning a trip and you are looking for a nice meal, this is definitely, it should make the top of your list. So we started with appetizers. We got the chorizo, which comes with um, like little, what would you call those? Like bread. Crisps. Crisps, almost crouton like just a toasted bread. Yeah, so that was very good. And then we tried something new because of the way that the waiter described it to us. He said that this is your classic Spanish grandma's like food. Like every Spanish grandma would know how to make this. It was it was toast with just some crushed tomatoes and then some salt and pepper on top. And it was outstanding. Could not rave about it enough. I mean, we almost liked it more than the chorizo. It was that good. And we both got the hanger steak, which is what our go-to was before the closing as well. Still just as good. It comes with some really crispy potatoes, a couple of different sauces. It comes with like a chimichurri 
and an orange sauce that I'm not exactly sure what's in it, but it pairs so nicely with the chimichurri. You could use it with the potatoes or with the steak along the way. Either way, it's good. And then for dessert, we got basically the Spanish version of a creme brulee. But it was like a citrus orange flavor. So it had like candied oranges with it. And then it had some chocolate like crisps that went with it too that were on top. That was pretty good. But typically when we go for desserts, we are an all chocolate like cookie brownie. So this was a little bit outside of our comfort zone. It was very good. I probably wouldn't get it again though. Yeah, but I, I both think... It's it's not for us, but it wasn't bad. So last kind of thoughts on Toledo. I think the ambiance is outstanding. The service is so good. We love Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. And when you start to get into that range where it's a little bit higher, you know, upscale a little bit, a little more elegant, you start to put it in that category with California Grill or with Topolino's places on that same level. This is cheaper than most all of those. And I think it is better in a lot of different areas than, than a lot of those other ones. Oh yeah. It absolutely holds its own for being a very nice, like fine dining rooftop option because I think that's part of it too is you do get those great views you can see fireworks from both it's Epcot and Hollywood Hollywood Studios Studios. so that's really cool obviously Hollywood Studios they're not really doing fireworks right now but you can see like Galaxy's Edge you can see Tower of Terror so it's just really cool to kind of play I Spy while you're up there but we went with our friends and they got the chicken and the what were those scallops scallops i was gonna say i kept wanting to say shallots and i'm like no that's not right at <laughs> Just all some small onions yeah like. <laughs> i was like that is not right what the heck were they um and both of them loved their meals too yeah it's it's I could just tell it's one of those experiences. It's like California Grill where you can tell everybody around you is just, you know. So happy. So happy. For lack of a return, they're all going, mmm, ah. <laughs> like everybody's just amazed with the flavors and the service and everything is so good. So in my mind now, it's like Toledo, California Grill, neck and neck are just, they're they're the best places on property, I think. Now, we need to give Topolino's another try. Our first experience was not the greatest, but I know other people maybe put that into that same category. But for the, for the time being, Boathouse maybe falls in there too, but it's not quite as elegant as yeah. these. And, and I feel like it doesn't fall into the rooftop category, <laughs> which is starting to become its own category. It is. They, I mean, they certainly love to put a rooftop signature restaurant. They do. On these new places. It works for them. So going along with Toledo, before we went, we did go to Dahlia Lounge. This was probably our sixth or seventh time to Dahlia Lounge. We frequented there because we do love Coronado Springs. We always talk about Three Bridges. Now we're raving about Toledo so somehow we always end up at Dahlia also. 
And here's what I say. If you're already there, it's not a bad place to go to, but I would not go out of your way to go to Dahlia Lounge. There's just something off about it. Like the drinks are just not outstanding. The setting is really nice, but even the seating is a little weird on how they have things set up. There's just something that needs to be changed there to make it like a top of the line bar at Disney. Yeah, and it might just be an us problem when it comes to the drinks, but we have been with enough people and I don't know if they're if it you know, they're just like trying too hard. I've even tried to just order like a normal margarita and that was not great. Like how do you mess that up? I don't know. It's just we can't quite put our finger on it, but if we were at Coronado just looking for a bar, the margarita stand down by the water or our true love three bridges is kind of where we lean towards. I'm going to say something crazy. I would actually prefer to go to the pool bar than... We've been to the pool bar. I think I would prefer the pool bar over Dahlia at this point because every time, by the time you get... Two drinks, you're 50 bucks in with a tip. It's very expensive. And they're just never worth that price. Yeah, if we're going to pay that much for drinks, we might as well go to, uh, oh, how did I just forget the name? What's the one at Grand Floridian? Enchanted Rose. That's the one. Okay, next on our list is somewhere we actually just ate this past weekend, and that is Shula's Steakhouse. This is located at the Dolphin Resort, so we're going to talk about Boardwalk. We stayed at Boardwalk for our anniversary to do a little staycation. We booked our dinner over at Shula's and walked over there. Mostly because we could get California Grill. (laughs) And we wanted to walk. We didn't want to take Disney Transportation. We just wanted to walk to dinner and be able to get back. So Shula's was a very nice ambiance. The Dolphin is very is a very nice hotel. Shula's is technically a chain because there are multiple locations in Florida. It is founded by Don Shula, the legendary football coach. There's all kinds of football memorabilia and pictures and all kinds of stuff on the walls. It has a very dark and uh, like, like moody. Yeah, like a lot of wood tones. Well, not a lot of wood tones. It's, it's entirely wood. wood. <laughs> It's like wood paneling almost. Correct. And it was good. But if we talk about bang for your buck, Toledo was one level. Shula's was double what we paid at Toledo. Almost. Absolutely. So Maybe times 1.5. Yes. So when we're talking about like their steak prices – their cheapest steak was $61. So I feel like when we are critical of this one, and typically we're not because so far I think we've raved about pretty much everything that we've eaten. When we're critical of this one, I think a lot of it does have to do with the price point because it's not just like a you know, $6.99 sandwich that we decided to try. Like this is a $61, $69 you know so when it's not just absolutely to die for it kind of makes you question like okay do I really want to go back now everything else about our meal 
was so great. And it's not even that the steak was bad, but we got the French onion soup. You got a wedge salad. We got two drinks. All great. All knockout. And then we got for dessert a molten lava cake, which, hello. Again, you can't mess that up. It was very, very good. That was excellent. That was another one of those where you have to tell them 20 minutes in advance. Like you have to order ahead of time because it takes so long to cook. So you know that that's going to be good. It was just the steak. It just like didn't make you sit there and go, "Mm." you know, (laughs) if that's like the pinnacle. I wish we could use adult words to describe food, but we really can't. (laughs) Here's the way I've kind of decided in my mind. Here's the places that I think I've had a better steak than Shula's. Toledo, Paddlefish, Boathouse, California Grill. We've never been to Yachtsman, but I think Yachtsman might be above it too. And all of those previously mentioned are cheaper than Shula's. Even California Grill steak is cheaper than Shula's. And it comes with a side item. You have to order. It's one of those steakhouses where you have to order your shareable sides at Shula's. So it's good. I would never tell somebody not to go there, but we're not going back, I don't think. Yes. And we also know people who say that it's their favorite steakhouse on property. So again, maybe it's just an us thing, but for the prices that we paid, it didn't knock our socks off. Next on our list is Trattoria Al Forno, which we actually had this morning as a recording date. We had it for breakfast. And wow, this has been on my to-eat list for quite a while, um, mostly because I really wanted to go for the character experience because for breakfast they do have Ariel and Eric and then Rapunzel and Flynn Rider. So I really wanted to see them. We'll have to go back because we will definitely be going back here. We love breakfast, even though we're not morning people. And this breakfast was wow. I got, I don't know how to. Eggs al forno. Eggs al forno, which was basically eggs kind of sunny side up or over easy in a pan with tomato sauce, like marinara sauce. And then it came with little pieces of toasted ciabatta bread. Wow, it was so flavorful, so good. I found a whole clove of garlic in there. Did you eat that part? No, I left I left that, but wow, it was a good breakfast. I got just a classic buttermilk pancakes, and it was very good as well. It probably wasn't the best pancakes that I've ever had, but both of our entrees were below $20. We got the... The press pot of coffee, and that is a location that they have their own specialty blend of Joffrey's specifically for them. It might be my favorite Joffrey's blend. You even said that you would have drank it black, and we do not like black coffee. It was so smooth and nutty and a little bit chocolatey. I swear, because we drank the whole press pot. Brendan got like two cups out of it. I got about a cup and a half. I'm sorry. It's all good. But by the time I reached the bottom of my last half, I'm, I swear there was chocolate at the bottom. Or coffee grounds, but who's. Okay. Well, if they're coffee grounds that taste like chocolate, hello. 
it, it was, was great. Everything about that meal was excellent. We obviously, like many of you, we had walked by Trattoria Al Forno many, many different times, and they always had the curtains drawn. So I had no idea what it looked like inside of there. It is so much cooler than I ever realized. They have the open air kitchen. They have the exposed brick walls. It's just a really, really nice place. And we got out of there for 50 bucks for a Disney breakfast sit down meal. That's a that's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. I really liked the chandeliers. I know maybe that's a weird thing to love, but I was looking at all the different lighting that they had and it was pretty cool. Next on our list is Tambu Lounge, which has been open throughout all of this since the reopening. Tambu Lounge opened shortly after uh, last summer. But now that Ohana is open, they are serving more of the food menu items that they used to have. So it's essentially everything besides the skewered meats you can order at Tambu Lounge from Ohana. So we got the pot stickers. You could have got the chicken wings. We did not. You can get the noodles, which we did, and then you can get the bread pudding. And it's just, it's a, Tambu Lounge is just so good. The drinks are outstanding. They're nice and tropical. The food you can get is great. And it really wasn't that expensive. You could almost, you could piece it together and get out of there for way cheaper than you can go to Ohana. You're just missing the meat. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was going to say, even though we just kind of ordered like the appetizer parts of the meal, I mean, it did fill us up pretty well. I want to say we got like eight pot stickers. I mean, they were not playing around. It wasn't like we just got four for the two of us. And then I feel like we got a lot of noodles too. And it did. It tasted just like Ohana, obviously, because it came from the same kitchen. So I didn't feel like I got a knockoff version or anything like that. And it was just really nice. I would, we will definitely be going there again to get that same meal noodles, pot stickers, and bread pudding. Like that's a dinner for two easily. I might have to get the wings too, though, next time. I do love the wings. That's a, that would be a good choice as well. Yeah. Next on the list is the Boardwalk Bakery, which we have been to before, but not for lunch. So we went for, Lunch, we mobile ordered ahead and we got a Italian sub. I think it's called like a Jersey style Italian sub is what they call it. We are big fans. I don't know how you guys <laughs> feel about this chain. We are big fans of Jersey Mike's. We eat it probably two or three times a month. Fairly regularly. Yeah. This tasted to me very, very similar to Jersey Mike's. You could tell they used the oil and vinegar on it as well. They had good meat. The bread, because it is the Boardwalk Bakery, the bread was super good. So I'm becoming more and more of a proponent of using the Boardwalk as a kind of a midday escape or an easier place to get a meal outside of World Showcase. So easy to walk over there. You can go to the pizza window or you can go to the Boardwalk Bakery. I would absolutely do that again. And that's another thing. We did get two sandwiches. We probably could have got away with just doing one. Oh, absolutely. Unless you are absolutely ravished, you can definitely share this sandwich because it's a little deceiving when you look at the description. 
it doesn't tell you like, oh, this is a full foot long packed sub. I mean, they were not skimping around. It's not like they just gave you one little piece of meat. Like it was very full lettuce, tomato, onions. Um, It came with like peppers on the side that were a little spicy that you could add on there. I mean, we could have easily shared. We both had leftovers. We had saved it. And then, of course, we ended up throwing the rest away, which we hated to do because it was very good. But they also, at least when we mobile ordered, they also made you get the chips with it. Which is kind of a bummer because but it's. I mean, we ate them. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So Boardwalk Bakery, definitely check it out if you're in Epcot or if you're commuting from Hollywood to Epcot. If you're going to do park hop, maybe it's a good little place to stop. Either if you're on the walk or taking the Skyliner, just have to backtrack just a little bit. Next is the Crew Cup. Cruise Cup. Cruise? Cruise Cup. It's like possessive, right? Cruise Cup. Like, because crew is apparently a sport, like a rowing sport. Correct. I think it's a big thing in the Northeast. We were not familiar with it. I've never heard of this. Yeah, no. Uh, so anyway, so this is at the Yacht Club Resort and is connected to Yachtsman Steakhouse. And it just opened up just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And so we made our way over there the other night just because. We just was, wanted to pop in. We wanted to see what it was about. It was something new since we were kind of on a try something new kick. Um, and it was really great. There was a ton of seating in there. They had little booths. They had two people, chairs and like seating. They had like the fancy, like comfortable chairs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Couches. Couches. Yeah. They just had a lot of nice seating and, and bar then seating. and bar seating. Um, the waiter that helped us was very friendly. I think he was super happy to be back. At his location, he said working. he had worked there for three years, and so I'm sure he was happy that they're finally reopened again. Mm-hmm. So he was super friendly to talk to, and just he, you know, he was excited to just talk about the restaurant when we asked questions. We both got drinks, and that's all we got, so we can't really speak much about the food and what it tastes like. But the drink menu was pretty much your standard Disney bar drink menu. Um, where it has, you know, like the magical star and all of those types of things. If you have a Disney drink that you like, you can definitely get it here. But we did learn something new about the Cruise Cup, which is they don't have like the small bites that they used to. So I think in an attempt to make it easier for the kitchen, because they do share a kitchen with the yachtsmen, it's their full menu. He said it's like 85 to 90% of the menu from Yachtsman you can now order in Cruise Cup. And this is a game changer, I feel like. It's similar to Tambu, but even better because you can order a porterhouse steak if you wanted to at this bar without a reservation, first come, first serve. And people were. People were eating full meals in there. and Getting all the appetizers. They have a lobster bisque, a French onion soup. Uh, We saw a couple getting just drinks and desserts from the restaurant. I mean, the possibilities, I feel like, are endless. So definitely check out Cruise Cup. If Yachtsman was maybe somewhere that you wanted to go but you couldn't get a reservation to, this is a great 
uh, option to do that. They open at 5 p.m. daily. They're open until 11, but I believe they said the food, the kitchen is open for them from 5 to 9.30. And they might actually might open be, at 4. Yes, I think the bar opens at 4 because he said the first hour and the last hour, it's just drinks. So you kind of, you do have to go in between that window, but 5 to 10 or 5 to 9, maybe it was, I mean, that's a big window. So if you really want, again, Yachtsman Steakhouse, go right when they open. We might and, go this week, to be honest. Well, we did just spend a lot of money this weekend on Shula's. But we will go. Shoeless. We're going to go back eventually because I think it's too good to pass up. Like it's, it's so fun. So that is a high note. Now for me is a low note. It's Everglazed. I don't mm. know why. I can't find something that I just love there. So we did go to Everglazed. We went when they were doing the Taste of Florida because we wanted to try their Key Lime Donut. Which it was good. They also have a S'mores Donut that I was excited to try. That one, to me, was more so-so. I'm like a S'mores critic when it comes to desserts. I think it was the... The way that they did the graham cracker, they used um, like a cinnamon toast toast crunch, yes, as the graham cracker. And you could tell that, you know, it's not like they just opened the bag of cereal that morning. So maybe because it had to sit there. (laughs) What? That's just like such a nice way of saying it was stale. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Brendan, it was the nice way of saying that it was kind of stale. And then the marshmallow they had a really good marshmallow icing, but then they tried to put like a toasted marshmallow on top and it was very visually appealing, but eating it was not as appealing. I think Everglades is somewhere that it's worth going for a lot of people. And I'm willing to keep trying to go back because I know they have some really, really like rabid fans. Mm-hmm. There's, I just can't find like my go-to. There And we've been there three or four times. And to me, what it comes down to is that if I'm going to go to a donut place, I want like some bomb.com coffee to go with it. Mm-hmm. And their coffee, I, I just can't. I almost feel like, and it's sad to say, it's almost sad that they open so close to Gideon's because they're always going to be compared to each other. And I would rather get coffee at Joffrey's, Starbucks, or Gideon's than Everglazed. And, you know, in the morning, things fill up really quickly. If you're going to go to Gideon's, you got to get in that virtual queue. I, you know. You even got to beat that virtual queue. Some people maybe don't want cookies for breakfast. I am not one of those people. I will eat cookies (laughs) at any time of the day or cake, whatever it is to get the day started. At the end of the day, what's really different between a donut and a cookie or cake? Not much. There's not much. I mean, donuts are deep fried, so. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I also have just a little bit of trouble with their pricing, because if you're just comparing it to a donut shop, Voodoo at CityWalk at Universal is about half the price per donut, or maybe even less in a lot of cases. Yeah, I mean, it is a specialty donut place. And it is at Disney Springs, so you do know what you're getting when you go there. 
I do think part of it is the experience. It's so cute. Again, it's very visually appealing. We really want to go back to try their more savory options. They have like some cool fries. I know that sounds weird, but they do have some good savory options that we've never gone to. But I do think the coffee is what gives us the most trouble. It's almost too sweet. And coming from us, that says a lot because... It's artificially sweet. I mean, yes. let's just call it what it is. That's the problem. It's it. You can taste the like the syrups. Yeah. Which I know Starbucks uses syrup, but you don't... You don't taste it. They don't taste as artificial. It's weird. So I don't know. I really hope... Like, I really love the Everglades story. I love that, like, they're local people running it. My only issue is just, like, for a donut, it's hard to spend $6 per donut. And especially if you want some suggestions for donuts outside of Disney property, there are... DG. DG Donuts is outstanding. There's another place called the Salty Donut in Orlando that people rave about. We haven't been to it yet, but... There's good options out there if you're looking for that specialty donut. And so that leads us into the last place we're going to mention for an off-property restaurant. I don't even know why we're bringing this up because nobody coming to Disney is going to go here, right? You, I don't know about that. You never know. It's Portillo's. So many of you probably have Portillo's where you're from if you're from the Midwest. This, I just have to stop you there and then I'm going to let you finish. But Are you Kanye? Yeah, I'm glad you got the reference. This was hyped up to us so much. I mean, the hype was real. Brendan had been looking at this menu for like months, just waiting to go to Portillo's. They redid the traffic. The drive-thru was crazier than like a Chick-fil-A drive-thru. It's, you know, brand new. And then we were not impressed. I, I'm so curious if like, first of all, my order was wrong. They delivered my food wrong. Yes. They, they literally gave me slices of beef on bread <laughs> with no sauce, no, no peppers, any, no or peppers onions. anything. So that's already frustrating. And then, yeah, what you got, you just said was okay. Right. Yeah, I went, so we didn't get the hot dogs. Maybe that was our problem. I got like the beef and cheddar croissant and it was just, okay. Here's what I'm going to ask you. And I can't believe I'm going to ask this. Does Arby's have a better beef and cheddar than Portillo's? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh my God. It was, uh, Arby's has been better. I don't know what it is. We will definitely go back. I don't know when, because it is kind of a drive for us. And you have to pass so many other things to get there. Like Susuru. Like Susuru, which is another off place. Off property. Off property place that yeah, we it's love. It's on. It's 100% on. <laughs> okay, so now we're getting way off topic. I don't know why we decided to talk about Portillo's, but. Probably just to tell all these Midwesterners, like, look, I've had Portillo's in Chicago and it was good. That's why I was so hyped for it to come down here. There's something weird about this one, though. I, I guess know. it's just not as good in Orlando. They literally gave me beef on bread by itself. Nothing else included. It was very sad. 
Okay, experiences. So we did stay this weekend at the Boardwalk Villas for one night, used DVC points for one night to celebrate our five-year anniversary. This was a bucket list location, I think, for both of us. Mm-hmm. We always wanted to stay here. I grew up, honestly, my family went to Boardwalk more than we went to downtown Disney. Like, my family loved it there. We would go every single time. Did you play the carnival games? Not that I remember. Uh, so what I, did you do there? You know my family more than anybody. They're not paying extra for carnival games. I could see little Brendan wanting to play like the basketball game and your parents would let you. We would like eat at ESPN Zone. We'd walk through the stores. Of course you went to ESPN Zone. We would eat at what it's now Big River, but it used to be something else. I can't remember what it was. I don't know. But anyway, we used to go to Boardwalk a lot. So I always wanted to stay at this resort. It did not disappoint. I had a blast so, in our 24 hours there. Yeah, we were there pretty much exactly 24 hours from like check-in to check-out. We didn't leave. We didn't go we didn't move the car. We didn't go anywhere that required any kind of transportation, not necessarily like intentionally or unintentionally. We knew we just wanted to spend most of our time there since we were staying there. We had a balcony and we had the perfect view of Epcot. We could see Spaceship Earth from our room. We had I mean, a pretty good view of Epcot forever. We were partially blocked, but not too bad. I think my view was better than your view. I had like the very corner part because uh, we were kind of up next to the building. But it was, it was like a bucket list stay for us we were honestly surprised that they had any availability because we booked it pretty last minute because we do everything last minute um but yeah i mean it was just really nice to be able to walk everywhere and i think we were trying to rank it amongst other places that we've really enjoyed like the polynesian and what was the other one that we kept bringing up animal kingdom launch Ooh, animal kingdom launch because that was a big one for me And what it came down to for us is just because you're so close to the Swan and the Dolphin and Beach and Yacht Club, there's just so much around you. And that's not even considering the easy Skyliner ride over to Riviera, which we adore, or even um, what's that other one over there? Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Beach. I mean, there's just. Or to go into World Showcase. There's so much right there that you could easily have like a hotel day where you don't go into a park and I I don't think you're going to get bored. You're not going to have any trouble. Well, even in our full 24 hours there, there were things that we wanted to do that we never even got around to because mm-hmm. our day was so full and we were bouncing around from place to place. It was, I I think Boardwalk might be my favorite resort now. I wow. loved it. It was nice. I mean, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, any other experiences you want to bring up? We played the carnival games at Animal Kingdom. That's what summer. I was going to bring up. Car- more carnival games. That's kind of like the theme, it feels like. But that was something that we had never done before. I it's, thought it was fun. It's Those prices are crazy. Okay, but I still thought it was fun. It's something different. It's $5 per game. 
It's $5 per game. They have like a basketball game. They have a little game where you're throwing the, um, like the wiffle balls into different holes. And depending on what color you get, um, you get a different prize. They have like the shooting game where you have like a little water gun and you have to aim it at the target and your little thing moves. And then they had like a whack-a-mole game. It's it's fun. I don't know. I, will you miss it if Dinoland leaves? When Dinoland leaves? Uh, I mean, will I miss it? No, because it's not something that we do regularly. And it's not something that we will start doing regularly just because... I don't think anyone needs to play carnival games like all the time. You don't want a collection of plush dolls? No, I mean, I absolutely do. But I don't think playing carnival games is our strategy for doing so. But I, I really did think it was fun. I'm it not was, just saying that. It was fun. I will admit that. It's like a one-time fun thing, though. Yes, it's good to be like a little competitive. You do have to prep yourself for losing because we lost a lot. Not a lot. We won 50% of the time. We had four tickets and we walked away with two plush dolls. Well, I guess I'm also lumping in our experience at Disneyland. We played those carnival games and lost uh, 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, we paid $30 there. We did. So this was better. <laughs> See, this was a better experience. Yep. So I think that wraps up pretty much everything from this summer of everything new that we experiences or new opinions that we have formed along the way. So hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope it helps you in your planning process as you prepare to come down to Walt Disney World. We're always trying to try new things and branch out of our comfort zone. We're very much routine. Uh, we get into routines. We eat at the same place over and over again once we find something that we like. So we try to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. If you have any suggestions for things that we should try that you think that we would enjoy, please send them our way because we are always looking to do that. So I think that wraps it up. Yeah, which means we will be back again on Thursday with a storytelling episode. And as always, if you've enjoyed listening to today's episode, We'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, which tells other people that they should also listen. So that's a good way to help us grow. And honestly, it just makes us happy to read the nice things. Yep. So thank you to the, you guys who have written those recently. They make us so happy. We get overjoyed. Every time we see one, we like run and find each other to <laughs> read it together. So we thank you for that. And we thank you for listening. And we will chat with you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com. We appreciate you letting us be part of your day. See you real soon.